summer sun's calling my name. I hear you now, I just can't stay inside all day. I gotta get out, give me some of those rays. Everybody's smiling, sunshine day. Everybody's laughing. When since when is that not, not an iPhone? What do you have against iPhone? It's Apple. Welcome, oh, folks. It's, it is Ugly Cow Show time again. I am Master Torgo. I am Dr. Vlog. 80s Jeff. And special guest... Professor Stephen Biggs. Oh, it's so good to have you back. We had you here, what, last year, didn't we? Was yes. It? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. this very same end-of-year episode. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It was the first time we ever did a full hour-long episode, and we just sort of kept going from there. <laughs> <laughs> 75 minutes. Yeah, it was him and Kirsten and Deb. It was a monster. It was a monster. So, yeah, that was a good one. Well, here it is, end of the year. And uh, instead of taking a break, we're just going to plug on through because we know you love it when we plug on through. (laughs) You love it when we plug you. (laughs) (laughs) All the guys are just like, God, they're so disgusting. All right. (laughs) Yes. Yes, but there. the ladies it, love it. Except for those two ladies. <laughs> except for the, the fact that they don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to go into Weekend Geek, which, well, being that it's the week between Christmas and New Year's. There, it's a rough week for There geek. is no Weekend Geek. Everyone's off now. I, You know what? Even all my clients are all on vacation, so I got, like, nothing to do. Sucks. Yeah, it sucks to have nothing to do. No, dude, it does In suck. Vegas. It it does. It truly does. You know, you you haven't had as much time off as Barry and I have had time oh, over time the last. Off. What's that? Last, uh, well, I mean, I'm talking like time where we're not working. Dude, so. the pinball hall of fame is just down the street. I, we were there today. Yeah. See, it, yeah. fine, fine. But, but when you're not working, you're not making money, so you can't go play. Pinball. Pinball's cheap. You can you can get enough money for pinball with a little sign on the corner of the street. S- we'll says, work for pinball. Yes, yeah, we'll work for pinball. Homeless okay. and need pinball. You would donate. I would donate. No one else would donate. Yeah, but the thing is, we donate a couple bucks, and let's face it, a couple bucks gets you a lot of pinball. If you're good, if yeah, you're good, you right. get replay. So, so you're saying you're not today. good? Well, I'm I've, saying he's not good. I'm saying I'm good enough. Go fuck your whore mother. It's fine. Oh wow. I'm good at pinball, except for when he plays, and he for some reason. Beats me for some reason. For some reason, some, it's not the skill. The gods have deemed it's not skill. It's luck. It's all it is is luck. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm good by myself. When other people play against me, for some reason, I choke. I don't know what it is. Uh, Matt today almost kicked my ass, and then I came back with well, some sure miraculous. Matt's, I'm thing. sure Matt's fine. He does well on pinball, don't you, Matt? Pinball wizard. See. Wizard. Or, you know what? Some of us that are, are fine at pinball leave our free games for other people to find. So you could, you know, just go and start randomly hitting pinball machines, little yeah, credit Yeah, but no button. one likes those little kids that go around and look for free games and and put their fingers in the, in the slots. No, no, we laugh, we'll laugh at you, but you can do that to get free games. Yeah. That's right. And then, you know, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say I didn't get you anything. Nah, spend your money there. It's for the Salvation Army. See, it's all good. There's plenty to do. What do you with got? Your free what, time. What's news? There is no you know, news. I swear okay, to God, there's, there's like one... no news. Everyone's like playing their video games from Christmas and just kind of chilling that's, out. That is what they're all doing because that's what that's what we should be doing. But no, Ugh. look, 
us, we're, we're hopelessly devoted to the show like Olivia Newton-John was to John Travolta. And there's not even a big New Year <laughs> celebration for geeks. That's what disappoints me. There's no big center of town where all the geeks converge and geek the hell out. No, they do years. it in their own homes. They, they, I mean, they, they converge in small groups around the glowing console. <laughs> That's true. I believe I believe I spent uh, New Year's of two thousand one to two thousand two. No, excuse me, two thousand two to two thousand three at Andy Taylor's house with Kirsten uh, playing some Robo Rally or Robo Rally. I know that. <laughs> I love that game. That's one we need to add to our list. Oh man, <laughs> yes we do. Wow, um, Robo Rally. Derek Colin Duno. De- De- of uh, De- Skepticality. Oh, yeah. I got introduced me to that game. And we received many a blam, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was an awesome game. That's what geeks do on to celebrate the New Year's. Well, it wasn't on New Year's. We, we geek. This. We just did this just to do it. We geek. Um, I don't know what I'm doing for New Year's. And I live in Vegas, and people say, oh, my God, you, you live in Vegas, and you can't find something to do on New Year's? Let me tell you, it's tough. Uh <laughs> My girlfriend's got to work until like maybe like 10 o'clock or something, in which case I don't know what the hell we're doing. We might go over and see uh, Matt and his fiance, mm-hmm. which is probably what we're going to end up doing. But I expected to go on, like not somewhere near the strip, the no. Las Vegas strip. Cost money. It costs money, that's right. And it part, and party down. But the problem is it costs a lot of money, and it's asses to elbows. Yes. That, Even in the nice ass places. to ass. That's what I was, I, you know, I was telling somebody because <laughs> I, I don't want my ass defiled by someone's ass elbow. Ass to ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I Facebooked that I, I was stuck with in Vegas with nothing to do, and people go, "Oh, go to the casino, go to this." It's like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. I lived here. I lived here for four years. The the thrill of the amazing casino is the long is gone. gone. Mm-hmm. And also, having lived here for four years, I am well aware that the strip is the last place you want to be in Las Vegas. I think it's worse than Times Square. I, I I would agree with you because I would disagree because there is actually more square footage that they've blocked off in Las Vegas. Because when they was block, the last time you were on the strip for New Year's, dude? I'm going to be there this year for the first for time. For the first time, working for the first time actually there there. But they block off the strip, the entire strip from like Russell all the way up to Sahara. That is yeah. true. It's longer than Times Square, and, and you can't even people, get off the highway. Yeah, I know you can't even get off the highway. From Sahara, which no. is like the top of the strip to the bottom, and that's miles. You don't drive if you can possibly. That's help like five it. exits, people. But don't even drive. The all highway. I'm saying is, like, as far as like total square footage yeah. that's packed full of people, Bad. there's more, and people go freaking insane and do the stupidest shit on the strip. All right, all right. Here's the bets. Yeah. How many deaths on the strip this year? Three. Uh, I'm going to say people are going to behave a little more too. I'll, I'll do one. I'm going to go high. I'm going to say five. Wow, Matt, you got one. I'm going to go with three as well. All right. Yeah, I think three is good. I think three is the split. The difference is a good number. Three, two, one, five. No one said zero, though. One person's going to climb. Somebody's going to get trampled. I was just going to say, some douche is going to climb on a light pole. Funny story about that. (laughs) Oh, I'm dead. I have a friend of mine who climbed a light pole. Rob. Rob. Rob climbed the light pole. Of course he did. And uh, and then later on, someone climbed the light pole and dropped and died. And I was like, oh, my God, Rob climbed the light pole. So I called him. He's like, dude, it wasn't me. <laughs> Some asshole fell. Somebody yeah, fell. Somebody was electrocuted. I, yeah. uh, Every year it's Don't climb the light pole. It's some yeah. new stupid death. Don't put a cone on your head and walk down the strip either because the cops will swarm you. I know this. 
from personal experience. Don't get into the <laughs> bathtub with this toaster in your lap. That's Dar- also <laughs> not Darwin a good Awards, idea. The Darwin Awards would have a field day with New Year's Eve. <laughs> in Vegas, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh Top of the world, walk! Wonk. <laughs> I'm sure there's a Darwin few deaths list. that just don't get reported. <laughs> this is Vegas. Deaths always don't get reported. Some yeah. guy dressed in a King Kong suit climbing New York, New York. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I'd love to know how many hookers are found. Now, you know what? That would actually be funny. I mean, <laughs> stupid, <laughs> but funny. <Yeah. laughs> I have a... Oh! Some guy up there with remote control bi- biplanes and <laughs> strafe him until he falls off. Funny you should mention that. You know what's in my closet right now? A gorilla suit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Barry Rob will be on the news uh, as January first. Gorilla, web designer Barry Rob was found dead at the bottom of the Empire State Building. Yeah, I'll try to leave Ugly Cow Show out of it. <laughs> no, no, please talk it to you. <laughs> no, that's, that's no thing is bad publicity. That's right. That's right. I gotta no see what this guy was into. He was into geek stuff. Wow, he, he must liked be cool. Board games. Board games. Let's go D&D get a, a made kind of fancy evil. flight. <laughs> D&D made him evil. Hey, you know what? My counselor <laughs> thought it was going to make me evil when I was in middle school. <laughs> well, and I did. clearly turned out all right. It's a damn rock music. The rock and a roll. <laughs> That's right. My parents went out of town giving my grandmother explicit instructions as that I am not allowed to touch Dungeons & Dragons while they are gone. What, dude? Oh, man. That actually happened. Oh, no. Yeah. Look at you now, playing D&D every other Monday in my house. I remember going to visit him one time in Indiana, and he went to his closet, and inside of a box, inside of, like, another box were the manuals for D&D, and he, that's where he was hiding them so that his mom wouldn't tear them to shreds before throw them away. Dude, I hid that deeper than my porn. I was going to say, you know, his wow. porn wasn't hidden. Well, at least he's healthy. <laughs> no. No, he wasn't. Oh, man. So, so what is going on? Right, well, you week? know, there's, there's one little piece of news. Another little Ghostbusters 3 nugget was thrown out there. Uh, Harold Ramis uh, spoke to Hebe and had huh? this to say about Ghostbusters. Wait, 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 wait. spoke to who? That's about Hebe. to be the story itself. H e e b. That's horrible. The fuck is he? I don't know, but he apparently spoke to them. <laughs> Jewish newsletter about <laughs> movies. What the fuck? No. Something. This is what he says. Something's thing. going to happen. Dan Aykroyd did the spec script for Ghostbusters 3 a few years ago, but no one was motivated to pursue it. Now, 25 af- years after the original. There seems to be some willingness to proceed, and apparently a substantial public appetite for the sequel. Well, yeah. We'll introduce some new young Ghostbusters, and all the old guys will be in it, too. Think Christopher Lloyd in Back to the Future. Ghostbusters 3 is progressing with plans to shoot next summer and release in 2011. That's directly from Harold Ramis. God, I hope that doesn't suck. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. They're going to introduce Because the last thing I heard of that was that... Dan Aykroyd was into it. Harold Ramis was into it. Bill Murray was like, "What?" Well, so, you, that's you, not what I heard. Yeah, we covered in a, an earlier uh, cast about Sigourney Weaver letting the cat out of the bag that he's supposed to be spoiler dead in a ghost. Um, so, yeah. hey, speaking of Sigourney Weaver, here we go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Woof. That's what are you saying? What are your future ex wives? Yes. All right, give me the th- top three of your list. The top three? Of yep. your future ex-wives? Well, this, I'm just saying this is chronological order, but I'll, I'll do the top three in chronological order, but then say, 
if somebody held a gun to your head and said you had to pick one off your list and marry her tomorrow, do that. Okay. So in chronological order, of course. Professor Steve Bink's future ex-wives, everyone. Number one has been was number one has been both chronologically and first one on the list that I ever added to the list. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss mm-hmm. Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour, who for some reason still doesn't age. better after No, the she's got a portrait in the attic getting old and skanky. As does number two, oh, God. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Woof. I must have her. And then uh, oh, topping God. off the list, uh, in, again in chronological order, uh, Emma Thompson. Tall, British, funny, aging well, say no more. Now, ask me if somebody put a gun to my head and said, pick somebody off your list. I've got a gun right marry. here. Pick somebody off the list right now. Pick Amy Adams. Off. Amy Adams. Amy Adams is hot. Amy Adams. i got to tell you, Jane Seymour, yeah. born, born Joyce Penelope Wilhelmina Frankenberg. Yes. <laughs> in, Wilhelmina's uh, 1951. Yes. Is looking pretty hot. I'm telling you. Go see. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, like, like, gotta get rid of James Keach, but you know, other than that. It's like three, three, <laughs> like three years, three years younger hey, than my parents. Hey man, there are some many, dude, many I'm 51. 50 year old women no, who are no. looking pretty hot. Yeah, I agree, but that is some dark forces at work right yeah. there. Good. <laughs> I, like I care. Satan loves the cougars, baby. <laughs> like I care. Let me tell you. I must have me some James Keach. Where's Biff at? And you know what's even better? She's got a daughter about her age, about about the right the right age. So you mean like our age? And Should be, yeah. What eighteen? That's that's the correct age. That's a porn title, Barry. <laughs> the correct age. The correct age. No, correct the mother daughter thing. Mother daughter thing. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> Never mind. Moving on. Never mind. My students are listening just to this. Saying. That's the next Law and Order series. I'm already, I'm already embarrassed myself. Law and Order: The Mother and Daughter Age. <laughs> oh, speaking of future ex-wives. Oh, here we go. Uh, here's here's a little bit of uh, news that had me panicked for about half a second. Uh-oh. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> on, on, on the set of Thor, mm-hmm. uh, there was a rumor going on around that Chris Hemsworth, who played George Kirk in Star Trek and is going to be playing Thor, uh, and my future ex-wife, Natalie Portman, were dating. However, representatives for both... For both uh, parties, say, eh, eh, that ain't true. Star, Star Magazine, that's not true. And I should have seen when the source was Star Magazine that, well, of course, that's bogus because Natalie's waiting for me to get through my list. So, so Next on TMZ, more Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, 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 wait. Natalie Portman? Really? Yes. What, like she hasn't made poor choices in the past? Isn't there someone, <laughs> el- isn't there someone else in Thor that, that should be getting your attention more than Natalie Portman? I'm sure there is. Who? I believe her name is Kat Dennings. Oh, no, not really. One of the... What? No. Oh, yes. No. Kat Dennings is, this is awesome. Y'all see, this is fine. We won't have to fight a duel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, How about you, I, that sir? didn't even enter my mind I yet. I demand satisfaction. Cat <laughs> Dennings is awesome. In fact, you know my what's funny? I, I, will, in, I will grant you that. She's pretty awesome. If you type in Cat Dennings into Google, the second thing down after Cat Dennings photos is Cat Dennings measurements. <laughs> okay? I think you should check that I'm out. Not, I think I should check I'm that out. She's pretty awesome. She's just not on the list. She's very hot and she's very so geek and she's very cool. She's very young. But I can very Dude, much I'm deal 51. with that. Of course, hell, 
I, I won't tell you the creepiest one on the list because I have to wait a few years. Oh, God. Oh, what? God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, just stop. No, 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 no. You went there. You, you set up camp you there. You went there. Now We're you here. have to elaborate. Oh, Let's go. No. All right. All right. I will preface this by saying this list is pretty extensive. <laughs> what is this? A top 1,000? Yeah, it kind of is. Oh, uh, this list is pretty know. extensive because besides... Oh, my goodness. Anyway. To get to this last person is going to take about 20 years. Oh. I'll just say that. Oh, okay. So and of course, embryo? You're, you're and of course in, my, in my twisted fantasy, I will still be the same age I am now. So oh, okay. it all works out. Okay, okay. Okay. So, really? The, the last person chronologically on the list. Oh, my God. Your God? No. Ellen Page. Who? She's cute. Ellen Page. Ellen you Page. know. She was yeah. She was in uh, funny. Smart, I didn't see Juno. Really cute. And it's, in twenty years, you didn't miss much. Forty something. And the internet let out a collective letdown sigh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm looking at this girl. <laughs> Ellen Page is your big scandal. I'm looking at this girl well, right now, and I'm not seeing it. I'm seeing Cat Dennings all over the place. Well, then again, we will not have to fight a duel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think Ellen Page is rather cute, uh, but yeah, you didn't miss much, Barry, with uh, Juno. I was thoroughly disappointed in that film after so many people built it. I said, oh my god, it's so good. you got to watch yeah. it. All right, Dude, okay. watched it. I just Googled and, Ellen uh, Page, just say, and I'm not impressed. Diablo Cody, Cody I'm totally impressed. done. Done with the whole Diablo Cody craze. Sorry, Cat Dennings is it. Well, fine. There's nothing wrong with stripper-turned-screenwriter. There's nothing wrong with that as long as she's a good screenwriter. <laughs> Send your letters there. to comments <laughs> at ugly.com. These are the women that geeks stalk. <laughs> so, there you go. That's all right. Give it a chance. You know what? Chick geeks stalk guys, too. If my girlfriend could, I'm sure she'd stalk Dean from Supernatural. Okay. Here's the whole thing about Jane Seymour. Here we go, God. Back to Jane Seymour. Um, okay. As we all know, there are various kinds of geekdom all over the all over the planet. Yes. In usually October every year. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there is a somewhere in time convention on Mackinac Island. A, a what? A what? Somewhere I, in time. I imagine this is not the Iron Maiden. Uh... <laughs> That's um, where my mind went too. What? <laughs> That's all I know. What? What? Please elaborate. You, you've never that. seen Somewhere in Time. Please, Christopher please. Reeve, Jane Seymour, Christopher Plummer. This is this a TV show? No. <laughs> it was the first movie Christopher Reeve did after Superman. Is it an internet only download? No. <laughs> oh my god! You guys are all friggin' godless communists. I've actually seen this movie. See? I have not. Jeff, would you go to the convention? To the convention? No, probably not. Okay, dude, it was released in nineteen eighty. I don't know it. Yes, no, thumbs up. Is it up, worthy down. of a convention? I would like to say right now that Monster Squad does not have a convention, nor does the Goonies. <laughs> Wait, does this, this movie a deserve con- a convention? This Some- movie has a convention? Yes. Somewhere in Time is one of the few chick flicks that every guy I know that has seen it, with the possible exception of, Miss, wow. of 80s Jeff, uh, loves. I like the film, but I'm not saying I think it's a convention-worthy well, film. okay. Push come to shove, I'm not either. Yeah, but I'm just okay. saying that there is one that does exist, and I've been, I've been, uh, and Jane Seymour has actually gone to it. So, hmm. yeah, uh, that's and why once upon really a time, once where, upon where a time, is, where's this located? This Mackinac one? Island in Michigan, where they actually shot the movie. Uh, okay, Mackinac, Mackinac Island. Yes, in All Michigan. Right. 
where they yes. shot the movie. Yeah, that's what I caught. Okay, for people who don't know what Somewhere in Time is, uh, oh my God. young writer Richard Collier is met on the opening night of his first play by an old lady who begs him to come back to me. Mystified, he tries to find out about her and learns that she's a famous stage actress from the early 1900s, Elise McKenna. Becoming more and more obsessed with her, he manages, by self-hypnosis which is obviously easier than a slingshot around the sun, to <laughs> travel back in time where he meets her. They fall in love, a matching that is not appreciated by her manager. Can their love outlast the immense problems caused by their time difference? And can Richard remain in a time that is not his? And can Barry sit through this fucking bullshit <laughs> Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, man. All right. All right. You're oh, God. Oh, my God. The end. The end. No. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Time Traveler's Wife. Um, I still haven't seen that one, and I'm a big, huge time travel movie fan. I read the book. I have not seen the movie. I read the book if you want to Todd, read it. Yeah, I was going to say, Todd said he's got the book, yeah. and he enjoyed it. But yeah, I did. Yeah. I enjoyed the book, I, which, to me, makes making a movie out of it problematic because mm-hmm. of the story, because of the narrative structure. But anyway, I have not seen the movie, but... It's got somebody I may add to my list of future ex-wives. Oh, yes. How big is this list? It's you know, huge. I'm what are the you. odds that these women are listening to this podcast and putting restraining orders Goose against egg. You? That's, what the, that's what the odds are. Goose yeah, egg. now that you said it, however... <clears throat> I know, I'm going to get a, a restraining order story. from Jane Seymour. Or so a proposition. What else is in the news? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> there, there is nothing else in the news. But I have some little tidbits that, that you might find interesting. Okay. I certainly found interesting. This is this first one's from Examiner.com. All right, they did a feature on. Uh, all right, well, there's you know there's no school right right now, so you want to consider spanning your horizons. You might want to take some online courses. Well, Examiner.com put together a list of interesting online courses that are out there, and uh, see, ranging from Harry Potter literature to history, politics, <laughs> and the taste of chocolate, and there's a few that deal with the medium of video games. These are actual college course credits classes you oh, can take. Good, clearly. The strategy of StarCraft. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Three, Seriously? Three no. Political science. Fans of this game say it's one of the most difficult to master, but this course at Berkeley aims to help students learn the game better through lessons from one of its creators. This is taught at UC Berkeley. What benefit does this have? Is it? Is it? Then, now, does it say which department these classes no. are in? Because if that's I'm like, I'm sure it does. If I looked further, how yeah. does this help has, you in life? I'm, I'm guessing this is Ever. part of the computer science thing. Or micromanagement, yeah. Don't even talk to me about micromanagement. Don't even talk to me about now, that. I will say this, that ugh. StarCraft is one of the most professionally played PC games in Asia, so maybe this is that career track. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. No. Or uh, South Koreans, maybe. When yeah. StarCraft Two comes out, this game is done. Great. Congratulations. You're going to have a degree in garbage. <laughs> Bullshit. Games and civic engagement. Learn about the role of video games might play in the future of education and community programs through this course at MIT. That's valid. That actually makes sense. That's incredibly valid. Because they're talking about that the, well, for instance, the multiplayer games and things like Second Life and all that kind of stuff. Are, Learning through MMOs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I know someone who used to teach a Photoshop course on... On, uh, not Second Life, it was called There, it's like Second Life. Funny you should mention it. The next class is The Art of Warcraft. 
A closer look at the virtual world phenomenon. Through this course, nerds and artists alike can learn about the aesthetics of the video game world. This is through Oberlin Experimental College. That's interesting. That's like <laughs> an art thing. And you know what? Video games as a medium have been overlooked as an art medium. And there's lots of great art that goes into these things. Uh, especially with Warcraft. <coughs> because there's so much that goes into it. And so many people that contribute to community art through Warcraft. And good stuff, not just crap. Good stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, we're dealing with a, with a medium now that's just really in its infancy. And, yeah. and given several decades, you know, we could see... Well, it took film forever to be considered an art form. True. Or, or television. Yeah. So, you know, we're looking at and the... some still wrestle with that aspect. <laughs> so we're looking at, uh, you know, a, a medium in its infancy that, you know, someday somebody may go, hey, I think this might be art. Video game history, rise of a new medium. See, you're, you're hitting you it right on these classes. They a come. lot of these are valid for uh, <laughs> video game developers. you got to know your history. Now, what was right. it? Whether you loved your NES back in the day or can't get enough Xbox, this course teaches students about the history of games and where they're headed in the future. Again, Oberlin Experimental College is giving this one. I don't see why it couldn't be in a mainstream college, though. Because, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, granted, I went to film school at KU, but, you know, we had pop culture of right. the various decades, which we played several examples of movies mm-hmm. from various years through that decade, because I took pop culture of the 60s, 70s, and 80s to fill requirements, and, you know, people are like, oh, all you do is watch movies in your class? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. We watch some movies, we discuss them, we write papers on them, how they affect how pop culture affected them and how they affected pop yeah. culture. Yeah, and it's, not, right, in. Right. it's so, not a bonehead course. Exactly. Video games do the same thing. In college, I took a pop culture of the 80s course. It was uh, pop culture of the 1880s. We learned the various <laughs> forms of poker. He's lying to you right now. Uh, um, <laughs> the various old Why are you such whiskeys. an asshole? Yeah. And, and how to burn down your neighbor's barn. Yeah. Wow. Well, and one of the things I'm always pointing out in my fabulous theater classes is that at one time... Shakespeare was not considered great art. He was just doing pop culture. You know, Shakespeare, Shakespeare was writing the Titanic. And Dickens the, the same way. Yeah, exactly. He just, just did it in iambic pentameters. Exactly. <laughs> but, but that was the writing style of all the plays back then. Yeah. Right. So he's just trying to appeal to a mass audience, and then centuries later we go, hey, I think that's art. I will give you that in 100 years, Stephen King will be the Dickens of our time. I, I will not debate that with you. I believe you are correct, sir. I really think <laughs> yes. yes. now, there'll be courses on I, I think you are American right. American novel and Stephen King. I believe you're correct. Well, actually, there are those courses I'm sure exist already. <laughs> I, I, from a true <laughs> classical literature standpoint. I, I think you're right. I would not debate that. Well, one. there are other courses. These are, these are non-gaming courses, but these might appeal to uh, geeks, gamers. Uh, invented languages, Klingon and beyond. You don't don't have to be a sci-fi nerd to appreciate the subject matter in this course at U of Texas, focusing on the reasons, rules, and social realities of created languages. Again, University of Texas, Austin. Valid. Valid. Just for linguistics thing. At one point, Klingon Holt was the uh, fastest growing language in the world. Cough, nerd. Cough. (laughs) (laughs) Hot kettle. Well, I will tell you this. It overtook... The invented language that was supposed to bridge all languages, which, anyone know? Esperanto. Esperanto. And uh, William Shatner did a movie in Esperanto. Which, that's exactly correct. And Esperanto is like, what the hell? Wiki it. 
Esperanto yeah. the movie. Esperanto the movie, exactly. It's supposed to be Interlac, but it just wasn't. Right. <laughs> Thank you, DC. Yes. <laughs> is that the one that's supposed to take place? Uh, is that the one that Ebonics uh, upended? Was the Esperanto? No, Ebonics had no relation into? to Esperanto. <laughs> Ebonics no. is not a language. No, I, it was taught garbage. as a language. It was it, taught as a language in college. I was shocked like when I year. saw it. And you know what else was taught? In college, at one point, that the Earth was flat. Does, <laughs> do, do people even re- re- refer to that as ebonics anymore? No, I don't. I don't, it, I don't think it's taught. There was such a public outroar that it was like it's a dialect. Yeah, exactly. It's not a, it's not a language. It's exactly. a dialect. Well, that's the argument I made when I first saw it. It's like it's a dialect. It's not a language. It's, right. it's based on English. It's an English dialect. But anyway. it's a, it's a yeah. poor dialect. Now, well, I'll take pigeon when I go to Hawaii. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. Well, Elvish, the language of Lord of the Rings. Get the fuck out of here. This course was taught by the world's foremost expert on this language, who is even a consulate to the makers of the films. While not practical, it certainly speaks to super fans of the series, you of Wisconsin. There you go. Same thing. Wow. Same, same, if, if you are studying linguistics, certainly is Baseball. a valid course to take. Age of Piracy. Johnny Depp's kooky but sexy Jack Sparrow has gotten many students interested in learning more about the pirating arts, and this course offers them a chance to look at the much less appealing real-life lives of pirates. Arizona State. <laughs> that's valid. Yeah. That's valid because it's a history course. Right. It's not, uh, yeah. It's, it's valid because people and, think pirates are cool and good, but they were yeah, so Right, awesome. and some pirates were actually paid for by their very respective yeah. governments. Well, those are privateers. Is it? Well. And see, and that would be covered under the See, course. try yeah. telling that to the people that they were privateering. <laughs> there he goes pi- privateering all the time. Pirate courses are very important, especially for you know Pirate Day. Yeah, still around today. That's right, it's small yeah. Mm-hmm. Pirates are still around, but they're just not as cool. See, they don't they have. Just, it's they just topical. traded in their swords for AK-47s, right? Rock or grenades. What about the pirates? Yeah. Do they sell the pirates? I think so. Yes. Is it better than pirates? I think you can't get your pirate card unless you have a parrot. Something to think about. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the science of superheroes. Ah, what? Well, yes. It might sound like fun and games. This course <laughs> takes superheroes as a means to teach students real lessons about physics. Yep. You of California, Irvine. Yep. I just saw the book that was based on that course in the bookstore, and I was going to pick it up. Actually, I think I might own it. I think I actually own the next four titles as a book. Honestly, <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't fault anyone for trying to. Make physics a little sexier. No. Yeah, little that's exactly what the guy did. Because right now it's so goddamn boring, it's ridiculous. I failed physics. I fell asleep. <laughs> However, I picked up I physics it. again <laughs> later on after college, thanks to Michio Kaku yeah. and whoever the hell it was that wrote the Dancing Lee Masters. I, I will tell you this: my high school physics teacher, Mr. Scott. Sadly, I do not remember his first name. Yes, uh, sir. Mr. Yeah, exactly. I, Mr. Scott. Tried to make physics fun, and we and his first test was was a was a long story problem test all about King Kong versus Captain Pathetic, in which <laughs> Captain Pathetic and King Kong were were solving various physics problems. If King Kong lifts a five thousand ton bus over his head, this creates a torsion strength or you know, whatever. You know what's weird? And we had to figure it out, and I was like, "Oh, it's awesome." My physics teacher did the thing where he tried to make physics fun, and he had us watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's and we did we deconstructed it. Yeah. And in fact, our final exam was name three hundred things that you learned this year. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Mr. Scott, every Friday, because Monty Python showed uh, Thursday nights on PBS, uh, Mr. Scott would take the first five or ten minutes out of class on Friday and go, Hey, did you guys see Monty Python last night? Wasn't that the, the funniest joke ever written? That was awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And he'd go on and he'd go, Okay, now let's talk about uh, tensile strength. I like that teacher. <laughs> <laughs> of course, my physics teacher also ran off with a senior. Mm. That was interesting. Yeah. Moving on. That's just the, the typical college way. Uh, yeah. philosophy. College? Whoa, whoa, no. High school. High school. No high school? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Not exactly the typical high school way, is it? Not in this state. Nope. <laughs> philosophy and Star Trek. Nice. I have this book. Students who take this class will not only get to watch Star Trek, but delve into, into the issues the show discusses, like time travel, sense of reality, free will, and more. Georgetown University. Yep. Valid. Star Trek and religion. Mm-hmm. Look at religion through the lens of Star Trek world with discussions that ad- address both supporting and criticizing religion. University of Indiana. Love it. Same kind of thing. It Especially it. interesting about that because, of course, Roddenberry was a secular humanist. Yes. So You get to take a look at religion from outside the normal perspective of, of Earth religions, in which case everyone's biased. I this love what, it. What I love about all this is it's actually framing these old debates in a new way. Right, that's yeah. exactly it. it it's a, a way to make sense of it with modern I think we're already culture. too biased to even participate well, there, in a lot of the old debates. There's a whole cottage industry uh, of books that are like, you know, the How to Make a Dinosaur, the Biology of Jurassic Park, or all this kind of stuff. I know, I and, own half the library. Yeah, yeah. I know, <laughs> and, and you sit there and basically, through using Jurassic Park, you get this you know, a book talking about genetics and, and uh, you know, gene splicing and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and it's readable, and I, I barely know anything about that. And I was like, oh, interesting. Well, the trick is you just have to relate to people. Exactly. You want to teach them anything. Exactly. You know, I, oh, I just got dead this awesome book for uh, Christmas that I hope she finishes and I can read it. Um, it's a Michio Kaku book, uh, The Physics of the Impossible. It talks oh, about, right. like, force fields and, and warp theory and all that shit. And how and how and the physics behind these things and whether or not they are possible. Normally, you'd be bored to tears listening to physics lectures and well, reading them. But if it's framed in a way that you're interested in, then shit, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna read it. Well, Michio Kaku is, is really good at doing that. He does oh, a lot of programs on Discovery and Science Channel and so mm-hmm. forth. And I mean. It, I'm I'm hardly one to talk because I am totally into all the science and the yeah. physics and so forth. So, you know, I'm on edge watching these programs. But he does present it in such a way that the lay person right. that doesn't understand that would be interested in it. And I think he does a very good job with it. And, I mean, Barry's brought um, books well, from him. It's because the they show. take the math out, and that's where I fail. That's where <laughs> okay. I fall asleep. I'm like, oh, God. Well, it, it's it's complicated math. I probably only understand a tenth of the things in the math. But, but it doesn't you know, matter. That's and not and our that job. might be exaggerating a little bit. You can that's be times more than <laughs> You can be a theoret. I, I I'm tending to think that you can be a theoretician. You can be a futurist. Mm-hmm. That's a real word. It is without uh without having in depth knowledge of the math behind. Uh, high physics. Well, right. and, and the math is constantly evolving. We yeah. discover new things, and 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 how the universe works. To me, every it's like year. you know what? Right. I'm gonna explain a concept that I have in my head, and if it's something new, I'll explain it to you, 
and I'll say, you know what? I don't know if this is right or not, but this is what I'm thinking based on all this other stuff that I know. Sure. And let's go get the monkeys to do the math for us. <laughs> right. And so you hire some monkeys to do the math for you. Actual monkeys. The monkeys Actual come monkeys. back <laughs> and they say, here's the math. You're right or wrong. And they come back with the script of bing, bada boom. It, it was done. the best of times. It was the bluest of times. That's not what I Stupid wanted. Stupid monkey. Figure out a black hole. <laughs> I blame our lack of uh, progress in the uh, field of physics due to monkey incompetence. <laughs> Yeah. Damn those monkeys. Uh, Someone mean. teach them how to type. <laughs> and the last class on the list, myth and science fiction. Star Wars, The Matrix, and Lord of the Rings. Explore larger issues of myth and speculative fiction through these popular movies at Center College. This is yep. a creative well, writing it's, course. It's, a lot of it's that whole messiah. No, that's not true, because it explores the larger... It, that's not a creative writing thing. That's, this that's, is that's a, more this of is a cultural yeah. Yeah, dealio. Well, if you're talking about myths and whatnot, you're going to talk about mythos. And really, if it's about Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and Matrix or whatever, it doesn't fucking matter because they're uh, they're fake. Well, no, but, I, but the yeah. I hate to tell you, there are some people that would say all mythoses are fake. Well, this yeah. is yeah. also true, but, but they're not <laughs> as well. I guess they are. Well, they're they're, they're yeah. related yeah. because they're all um, you know the whole Messiah mythos. You know <laughs> that that there is a one all-powerful person that's going to rise up and, and save everybody. You know, right. it's all now, through all three of those You know films. what it is? I think the problem is it's not titled right. It should be something like common themes no, in I, popular mythos. No, I disagree. Themes and, I'm sorry, myth and science fiction. That, that, that covers it. Yeah. Myth. Yeah. Star, myth Trek, Star Trek is the 20th century myth. Yeah. Same with Superman. Same with uh, Captain America. Well, that's instantly labeling these as classics. And I'm not no, disagreeing say, that they no, aren't classics. Say it's a cl- no, but... myth doesn't necessarily mean classic. No, no, not myth doesn't. But the fact that you're going to teach them. No, Why? No, no the fact that you're teaching them is just a means to the end. They are a tool to teach yeah. the actual lesson. Exactly. Right. And what's the lesson in this? In, in the lesson point? is that each, each culture will invent its own mythology. Yeah. And... Late 20th century America invented a mythology of guys in spandex beating up crooks and Captain Kirk. No and everyone more, bought just, into just it. Just like the Norse did. Yeah. With this, including the spandex. <laughs> I wouldn't take the course. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wouldn't take the course, but I'd, I'd, you know, I wouldn't. I'd take the I wouldn't course have a twice. I'd, I find all of these fascinating. I'd probably and take I would any teach of them. it the third time. That's right. <laughs> Lord. But so, yeah, so go check what's in your local college. Maybe they got something cool, too. So, and if it's in Nevada, let me know, because I'm still taking courses. Because <laughs> they're fun. I'm hungry. That's right. Well, sorry to continue to get meta on you. All right. But uh, this was, this, was a, this is a nice little piece of work. Ever wonder why you get a rush every time you find some new loot in a game? Yeah. You get a new gun, better armor, rare drop. Because I like stuff. A gamer with a PhD in psychology has attempted to briefly explain the phenomenon using his own experience as a springboard. It's not a phenomenon. If you pick up something in the ground, hey, I got stuff. No, no. When you go, the fact that it goes into a deeper piece of human psychology, it actually is more of a phenomenon. Oh, God. Using his experience in World of Warcraft, but touching on other games such as Torchlight and Borderlands, Jamie Madigan looks at the scientific reasons why our brain goes loopy over the loot on his site, The Psychology of Video Games. According to the article, culprit is something called dopamine neurons, Mm -hmm. which are trying to Mm -hmm. learn and predict the loot drop rules. Quote, 
But this is only part of what makes loop-based games work so well. The real key is that while dopamine neurons fire once your brain has figured out how to predict an event, they really go nuts when an unexpected, unpredicted gush of dopamine shows up, giving you an even bigger rush. It's like, dude, unexpected hot pocket. Again, I'm guessing this is an evolutionary advantage that causes us to obsess over unexpected pleasures and try to predict them so that we can get more out of them. But we can't predict the inherently unpredictable. This is how slot machines get you. Yeah. Your dopamine neurons are trying really hard to learn what precedes a jackpot in terms of what bells you hear, pictures you see, even which cocktail waitress last walked by. <laughs> but in reality, it's utterly random and by definition cannot be predicted. More rational parts of your brain may understand this, but not the dopamine neurons. They're stymied, but that doesn't stop them from flaring up saying, Hey, something's happening here. Keep doing what you're doing until we figure out how to make it happen again. So you keep playing. Well, just uh, goes to show, I mean, you know, the human brain is essentially a drug addict. Yeah. I mean... We're hooked on our own drugs. Yeah, we're yeah. hooked on our own drugs. We do things because they make us feel better because they trigger, you know, certain... Hormones and certain chemicals to be released in the brain. You know, some people exercise for the endorphin release. We are playing. Right. Some people, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you know, some people do charity and recycling and so forth because they think it. You know, yeah, become it part makes of a them feel good. And, yeah. You know, when it all comes down to it, it's it's all about making yourself feel good. I mean, whether it's truly, you know, uh, doing it because you're trying to be philanthropic or whatever, or, or not philanthropic, but... Yeah, uh, at, at some point, uh, you get pleasure from doing yeah. something, and so you keep doing it. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know... It seems like common sense to me. It, it, well, it seems well, like common but, sense, but it works on more of a chemical level than yeah, common sense. People don't... You're, you're, rationally, yeah, there is some common sense to it, but when you go based it on something chemical... Common sense goes right out the window. I was going to say, yeah, we, we rationalize our behaviors right. by saying, oh, I do this because, you know, I'm helping this person out. I do this because I'm saving the environment. I do this because I saved a buck. That's going to give me, you know, a dollar that I can, you know, hand off to this charity. I mean, it's, right. it's Really, it's, it's all, just yeah. black tar heroin and you yeah. have to deep into the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> hey, I'm all for black tar heroin. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shooting a horse into the white of your hot what? <laughs> Moving on. A 7,000 player study at EverQuest 2 published in the Journal of Communications reveals female gamers are more dedicated to MMOs than their male counterparts. I'll test to that. Some conclusions drawn are as follows Female gamers, on average, logged more hours per week than male gamers 29 hours versus 25 hours on the average. Female gamers underestimated their time spent playing more than male gamers. Male respondents underreported their estimated time by about one hour per week, whereas female respondents underreported by about three hours. (laughs) Wow. New media such as video games and MMOs must be taken into account in complex ways as researchers continue to refine gender role theology. Interesting. MMO chicks are deep, hardcore ladies. Did you uh, who who here watches The Big Bang Theory? I've seen it. Did you see the episode where Sheldon got uh, Penny hooked on a? I gotta oh, tell you, I, I, I'm not yeah. a big fan of that of that uh, show because it paints geeks in a uh, very poor light. What? I do not agree. Wait, wait, wait. I, I I don't. I absolutely agree disagree. Either, wait, wait. Did you, did you say that somebody out there in the world of comedy stereotypes some geeks? 
Don't like it. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, like, like the it. guys that play these characters on the show are geeks themselves. Yeah. Right. So, go you know. And, and Whatever, obviously, obviously the writing about them. and obviously the writing staff is also made up of yeah. geeks because they the thing I like about the show is they get the geek right. Yeah, no, <laughs> Barry, they don't get it right at all. You're Those not, are yes, guys they are do. The, they get it as no. right as. Do you know your people? They get it at yes, they get it as right as Cheers writers got Barflies right. I'll just put it that way. Barry, you're not supposed to take it personally. Right. You seem to be denying yeah. or in denial over there, Barry. But, uh, you know, Steve and I were talking earlier, you know, dinner conversations that we've had about comic books and, and video games and other pop culture items are completely are, reflected on yeah. that show. And, in fact, uh, as Steve and I were talking about earlier, there have been several get out of my brain moments on the worst show. stereotype possible. What? Seri- Way to identify with the worst stereotype possible. You heard me. I what? didn't stutter. You're not deaf. Four successful college professor researchers. Let's let's not that, you know, one, one of them gets, one of them gets a really inept. hot, cute girl <laughs> who's also very funny on that show. By and, the way, and let's also not forget that stereotypes are stereotypes for reasons. Sometimes they are true. Sometimes exactly. they are true. I am not denying I, this. I will, However, those we, guys are beyond fucking right. dorky. Well, let's, of course they are. It's a, beyond, it's, a farcical, it's a farcical sitcom. Yes. You know what the problem with that is? I know They're, a lot of people. Hold on. Here, here's the problem. I first started watching that show because a friend of mine turned, it on to me, turned me on to it and he said, oh, this is pretty funny. You get to watch a bunch of your people. I'm like, oh, here we go. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and this guy is a total... Like anti dork, anti geek, anti anything but you know and football and beer friend? and whatever <laughs> was. I don't I don't really talk to him anymore so much. Not because right. of that, because because you know what? It turns out he's a real asshole. Um, <laughs> what? So, see, so uh, I think you're having a reaction to this show based on that guy. I think you should shut up and wait for me to finish. <laughs> um, I was thinking that too, but I'll let him go. Yeah. He uh, he he is the stereotype of of everyone. That is uh, Nielsen middle of the road that watches these types of shows. Mm-hmm. The lo- all the other people out there that just how do I say it? that just quote don't get it. That don't get that um, sports are not everything. That it's uh, that you can watch Star Wars and Star Trek and Battlestar and Stargate and not be a complete loser and still have. Uh, social interaction with uh, with girls, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the people who can, well, who can appreciate uh, the things again, that we uh, do, one of like them, NPR one of them and uh, the theater chick. and all those other kind of shit. And, and 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 you can appreciate things that smart people like and not have a pro- and and not have a problem getting along in the world. In fact, be successful. Not looking at any of us, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Hey, the problem is that, that that Big Bang Theory, okay. the guys in the Big Bang Theory, uh, personify everything that those guys uh, think that we are. Well, that but, we're total dorks and her and you know, like uh, Revenge of the Nerds guys. Um, I, I don't have a problem with the Big Bang Theory in that it's it's generally kind of funny. You know, I dig it a little bit, uh, but. The only problem I have is that people that I that the, you know those people those I hate to say it the majority thinks that that's the real thing. Okay, okay. I, 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 let, let Todd okay, here. and then uh, I'll... first off, 
um, just open the doors to Comic-Con and tell me what you see. It's those guys. Overall. You know, and I opened the doors to Comic-Con, and half and a good half of those people, not like that. But you know what? The ones that would make entertaining sitcoms are. No, the, the kind of geek that you're discussing is the kind of geek that would be on a uh, comic drama 20, 30-somethings kind of show with, with the, the social geek like, like yourself. But that's not what makes a sitcom. What makes a sitcom no, is stereotypes... That are funny. I know. And but I agree. But it does. That That's these, what makes a sitcom. But, I agree. but these are the lovable guys of the show. This isn't the 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 annoying Urkel characters of the show. Yeah, I, they're lovable. They're lovable because they're all sidekicks. Well, but see, okay, I mm. I won't deny Barry that they're somewhat exaggerated archetypes on oh, yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. But you cannot tell me you don't know people in your everyday life that are similar to these guys. I'm looking at a I, couple of them. That's what I was just going to say. Point, Sitting in exactly, this room right my now. My point exactly. <laughs> and, and, yes. But I not mean, to that will, not to that extent. I will even say... Um, it's a sitcom. It's exaggerated. Right. It's yeah, exactly. Leonard, the, played by Johnny Galecki. I, I like his character. His acting choice of using that slightly nasally... Um, whiny voice yeah. I don't particularly like but I still like the character because he's very similar to people that I know in my everyday life he's similar to the things that I do the discussions that they have around their little, their little dinner table are almost identical I mean hell like I said you know we had the discussion we earlier it's like discussions. get out of my brain it's similar yes I'm not denying and that it's very, not similar the largest audience for this show right now are Sci-fi nerds, sci-fi geeks, well, there's people nothing like us, else people that go there. to Comic Con. They had one of Christ. the biggest turnouts. There's nothing at else out there that right. even that even comes close to the type of shit that the type of people I know that it. we are. I know it. Like flash forward, lost, nope, V, nope. none of this. V, okay. V, V doesn't, V doesn't. Oh, Tell please, me. you were whacking off V the other... <laughs> I like V. I thought V was good. I'm not saying that V represents me. I'm not... Okay, let me tell you this, man. I'm not looking for a show I'm with people that represent me. So I'm not like one of those assholes. So what you're right. saying, Barry, is you don't like it because it's a little too close to home. Is that what it's coming down that to? That is not it at all. Because it's what it sounds I, like I'm yeah. getting from. Not, that is not it at all. Because, Barry, basically you said this whole thing bothers you because the guy that turned you on to it is a guy that hates geeks. It just it just invo- it evokes something in my hind brain. Of course it does, because you, you know why. Attacked. Something because tells me that these guys think that that's how it really is. No, no I'm telling you, the writers. I'm, the you're going to tell me what I'm thinking? I'm gonna, no, you're not. Yes, I'm yes, telling yes, you. Yes, I just yes. told you what I thought. I'm going to tell you what, what's the thing. Oh, here we go. You're going to tell me what I'm thinking. Yes, I yes. am. Okay. Your dopamine levels are being suppressed, and the cortisol is being, being <laughs> elevated. <laughs> Causing you to hate the show based on what this guy thought about geeks in the first place. Uh, You're falling prey to the cortisol levels in your brain because no. it was geek people that turned me on to it. Right. I just generally I didn't want to watch it. Period. I didn't want to watch exactly. I did not want to watch it. That's not even exactly for the reasons that you just said. I did not want to watch it. Exactly. Geeks turned said you got to be watching the show, and I was hooked from the first because the very first time I heard about it, I thought this is not going to be a fair representation of. 
Don't, screw Netflix. Of Don't what? Buy it at Target. I'm sure it's on sale. Are, are you saying that it is a fair representation? <laughs> I think it is. It is as fair a representation of geeks as Cheers was a representation of barflies, as Taxi was a representation of taxi drivers. Wait, wait. As, LA, as LA Law was a representation of LA lawyers. I agree with you completely. Let me stop you right there. There it is. It's as... It's as accurate as a representation as you're going to get on sitcoms. Yeah, well, Because sure. the very nature it's of sitcoms a... is to take the real and exaggerate it. Right. That's comedy. It, exactly. Thank you. That's, right. that's comedy 101. We learn that in writing classes. We, you know, you learn that in it's acting. Just, I taught it's, you in a yes, I understand. So can you understand what you just said? It's as it's old just, as the Greeks. It's just, it's just <laughs> comedy. It's just, another, it's just another dig on geeks. But it's not. But it's not. I don't no. think it's a dig. If you watch it, they it's love. It's a loving geeks. embrace. I think if you watched it on a consistent basis, yes, you I would see more that more than a few episodes. Is one of the characters named Barry? Is that why you're? Yes, that's yeah. it. Yes, that's it. <laughs> no. Yeah. I okay. Whatever. I, just, I don't have to watch it. I'm just saying, no, you don't. You I do not have to watch it. To, but yes, like, you do. Barry's <laughs> like, in some of these geeky things. Oh, he must be like those guys on Big Bang. Theory. Big Bang Theory. Is that what depresses you? That's how it, depresses, that? it depresses me that a lot of people get that from people who say, oh, you must be like those guys from Big Bang 3. No, no, not at all. Since when do you care about what other people think of you? Hey, exactly. Let me make it perfectly clear to the world that if you don't care what other people think of you, you're a fucking idiot. I don't care what people I don't think care of me. You're a people. fucking idiot. There's, there's only few yeah. people. The people that I care about what they think of me are the people who sign my paycheck. That's about it. There you go. That's <laughs> enough. So out there, those of you out there who don't care what people think of you, Barry thinks you're a fucking idiot. Write to us at <laughs> comments. <laughs> I will defend that <laughs> until my dying day. Sure, Attention, you want, you Barry. Get meta, yeah, to a point. I do care what people. The think human of you. being is a pack animal. But I also don't care that people that somebody wouldn't like me because of what I'm into. The human that being is a pack me. animal, and you have. And if I didn't give a shit what anyone thought of me, I would sit in my room all day and masturbate and never shave and never bathe and do nothing but take the government stuff. You're right. So, we, but basically, we, we what are, you do now? We are, yeah, a, we are a tribal species still to this day, and our tribe happens to be a group of geeks. Just like you hang out with your geek tribe, but you also hang out with your drinking tribe. <laughs> well, if my geek tribe would ever pick up a goddamn glass of whiskey, you pussy bastards, maybe we would meld the two. Some, oh, no, this has gotten to some, be a very contentious cast. Sometimes you hang out with the cast of of uh, Big Bang Theory. Sometimes you do hang out with the cast of Cheers. It's whatever you choose. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is not the anyway, cast. This is not so, about me. I'm just saying. It's all so what you. else do we have? It's so about you. Because I, uh, I, have, I have one news article uh, when you guys are done. Right, what do you got? That's the last news article. What do you got? News article? Okay. Well, I'm going to go to uh, this. Seriously? You're going to do this on your phone? Oh. His, his iPhone. It's not you a, are those guys in Big Bang Theory. My God. It's an iPhone. Why I don't you like right. own that comment. I have addressed this before. Well, I'm, I'm not going to do it again because it it'll take away from the story. I'm just, right. I'm just doing it because it's more like Big Bang Theory if I do. So, <laughs> oh, um, douchebags! <laughs> You're a big fat douchebag. I don't know how many people are aware of this, but uh, it's been going through the news lately um, that the various cable companies, 
you know, Comcast, Time Warner, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Cox Cable, are having some of their contracts come up very soon for rebroadcasting of network television. Okay. Well, um, that is according to the Associated Press. Well, this comes out of the Dallas Morning News. Right. said, thousands of television viewers in North Texas could lose access to Dallas Cowboys games, American Idol, and Family Guy. This is why I bring this up. Mm. Because due to expire on New Year's Eve, their contract with Time Warner Cable and Fox parent company News Corp expire at midnight Thursday. They're expected to negotiate through the wee hours of the morning. Time Warner Cable said its North Texas customers could lose local Fox stations and national network broadcasts. Nine channels could be affected. God forbid. Dude, if the Cowboys leave North (laughs) Texas, there'll be riots. Well, riots. I only brought it up because of the Family Guy angle because... They're not going to riot over Family Guy. They could give two shakes about Family Guy if they lose their Cowboys. There are a lot of geeks in Texas. I, you know, as, as, as much as I hate to admit Boo-hoo, it, but you're right in your non-alcoholic beer. You are probably right that more people would riot over losing the Cowboys. Who gives but a I'm just saying. Um, to your Xbox. The only reason I brought this particular up is because you know what? No, what, no what, geeks don't care. They'll just Hulu that shit. Sports well, never, sports never did anything for me. That was what I was going to get at next. They never got me laid. They never got me money. I don't care about them. All right, well, go on to your news, Barry, because uh, mine has been sub- subverted here by the entire audience. So let's, Sorry. Let's, let's go on to somebody Sorry. else's Suck news. Suck ass. I wasn't even bringing it up for the sports. But, I know, you know family guy. You Whatever. know what, honestly, you know, honestly you, you, you're absolutely valid in bringing it up because it is a big thing to lose family guy. However, it's true that they can get it on Hulu, and I know a lot of people that do watch a lot of their newest TV on the internet rather than watching it live. That's why I was bringing it up. Is it's How long are we going to continue to get broadcast network television on the television when even the cable networks, in fact, even certain uh, web providers are now looking at broadcasting directly over the internet? Right. Well, There's is cable, Hulu... Um, let me you ask know, you a question. Cable over network providers. Like, let's say, let's say ABC invented a new series called I don't know whatever the, the new series, yes. and it was it's a series that we would all like, mm-hmm. and people it would be like a new Lost say right. that people dug a lot. Um, what if they released it solely on Hulu and did not release it on broadcast television? That's probably well, exactly where we're heading. There have been experiments with this already. Have there? Yes, there there have been smaller. Shows shot very low budget that are only available through um, were they cable popular? programs. Some well, middling. Uh, you don't hear about is them. That much. series on FearNet that we yes. did with uh, Thank Robert Ingram. Fear Clinic. Mm-hmm. I'll chime in here. There's going to be a problem with that. What's that? Hulu is geoblocked. Yes. So they're going to have to negotiate all new sorts of things. Can't get it in Canada. No. Ooh. It's only continental U.S. Hmm. And also, let's face it, even though we have all done it and a lot of our friends have all done it, a large section of the population nationwide aren't doing it. They're watching TV. Yes, but what if they're, what if they're, and we're heading there in the next 10 years, what if all of your entertainment is coming over the internet through your computer tied into your giant big ass That's what I was going to say next, yeah. is because, you know, already Microsoft um, uses Xbox Live to broadcast television shows, usually the day after. You can purchase them for points. Um, 
uh, PlayStation Network, you can purchase those programs um, for a, a minimal fee. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's an interesting form of delivery. It's the networks trying to build up the claim that they make that they're not getting enough money from advertisers now to support right. their broadcast television and that the fees that they're getting from the cable providers aren't enough for them to continue to allow them to rebroadcast. So no it's getting enough money from anybody else. It's, right. They, they claim that it's not enough money to continue to provide quality television <laughs> shows like Lost and 24 and, you know, those various types of shows. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah. I bring it up because a lot of these contracts do expire at the end of this year and in early 2010. In so, other words, folks, keep those Netflix accounts yes. in good standing. <laughs> yes. right. yes. Instant cue, baby. All right, guys, Instant we're going to wrap this show up now. We, uh, we've actually hit the one-hour mark. Wow. Isn't that nice? Time flies when you're having fun. So, quick yeah. go around the room. Give me the top three things of 2009. Barry, go. Left 4 Dead 2. And what? Avatar. And what? Star Trek. Very nice. Uh, Jeff, give me three. Well, he, he took one of mine. Uh, right Star, Star Trek was going to be uh, one of them. Um, highly anticipated on my end and did not disappoint. Uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, I was very pleased with. Um, kind of a little sleeper title there. Um, sleeper my ass. Well, it came out, but then I've heard nothing about it since. Oh, but I, uh, huge, I, huge I finally beat it, and I nice. really enjoyed that. And I... I'm not sure what my, my, my third and final best thing of 09 was, okay. other than probably getting a job again and being able to go back to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so That's that I'm not, favorite part of not broke again. All right, give me three, Steve. I'm jumping on the Star Trek bandwagon. Nice. Dug it. Um, also, uh, Superman Secret Origins by James Robinson and Ooh. Gary Frank. Very nice. Real nice redo of the Superman legend. Um, third thing... Well, I'm... Nothing. Gonna, there is no third there's thing. There's no third thing. Um, I, think I'll, I think I'll say... Um, I think I'll say District 9 was kind of a very nice. pleasant surprise. District 9? Yeah. Uh, it was really, really good. Yeah. That was worth Low it. Low budget, and, but awesome. All right. Well, yeah, for what it did. Low budget film that did really well at the box office. And, and actually picture. told a real human Smart story. And proved, proved to people that you could do a really good film with good special effects for a very low budget. Matt, yeah. you got anything? I have to go on Avatar, Star Trek, and Stargate Universe. Nice. Ah, yes. Okay. It was good, Star too. A yeah. little different take on the Stargate, but... Uh, not bad. Right. A little darker. My top three, uh, Paranormal Activity. Oh, nice. Yeah. Tip top. Uh, this was also the year that I discovered Munchkin. I know it's been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. Nice. But Munchkin really, really <laughs> caught fun, my, my fun favorite game. pistol. Yeah. And uh, Fallout 3 really was... Oh, really? So, Fallout 3? So tasty for me. I still adore Fallout It's very 3. engaging. All right, guys. Go around real quick. Worst. Three worst. 2009. <laughs> Barry, go. Oh, no. Skip me. Skip me. All right. Skip and Barry. Jeff, go. Um, being unemployed for eight months. Um, the immense, well, I guess I, that's not, I was going to say the immense popularity of the continued Twilight Saga, but, uh, (laughs) that's a fine 2009, that's all right. At the same time, it's bringing more geeks into the fold, hopefully. Um. Yeah, but that's, that's the, uh, the silver lining of a very dark cloud. The hope, yes. And I have nothing for the third thing. That's all right, Steve. Numero uno. I, I rave about this all the time, especially in my uh, in my introduction to theater classes when we talk about 
you know what's important in the storytelling and everything. Mm-hmm. Transformers Two <laughs> is a two and a half hour piece of crap that is basically movies as fireworks display. Yep, it's all about spectacle, all no move. story, no characters, nothing, and it's two and a half hours of that. All style, no substance. Exactly. Exactly. None. Goose egg. Story should be the star of the film. Exactly. Stories and or character. And or theme. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. <laughs> uh, number two is um, if the ongoing Twilight <laughs> defanging of now two fabulous uh, horror, uh, horror staples, vampires and werewolves. What in the hell? What about the blood-sucking creature don't women get? It's like, anyway, that's just me. Or they uh, sparkle in the sun? Oh, yeah, God. <laughs> yeah, they sparkle. They're all diamondy. They don't burst into flame because they're evil. No, they get all diamondy. You know, we, uh, we really can't have a couch cast without even mentioning Twilight I, yeah. I, I knew you guys had been talking about it, but now we're wrapping up our lousy year, and then, oh, my God. We almost made it, too. Yeah, yeah. forget <laughs> it. And then number three, number three is a little bit personal. Um, right. And, and it, it, it's only because it was kind of sticker shock. All right. Um, when I went to get, one of the things I like to do at Comic-Con every year is get the next year's admission while I'm there because it's usually a ton cheaper. Right, right. Right. This last year I thought I was a little, eh, because it was 65 bucks to get the whole four days, including the preview night and all that. Next year, at the con price that I did pay, Mm -hmm. 100 bucks. Wow. Wow. Three, four years ago, it was 35 bucks. Sheesh. In four years, it has tripled in price. Did creation take over? I'm just what I'm saying. The only thing I can think of is that they're trying to make it more expensive to keep out I don't know because it's it's selling out every the, year. The, the rabble, yeah, I know. Which is like, well, then who else is going to come? You know, Sheik Ali Hamid or yeah. you know, whatever. But things yeah. sold out like three months ago. Yeah. All right, my Crazy. three worst things of 2009: Mick G's Terminator fart, mm-hmm. <laughs> Legend of the Seeker. For information on that, Seek of earlier Ugly Couch Show episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thoroughly addressed in the last oh, Couch Cast. That- Show is a stinky twat. <laughs> oh no! And the third thing is legendary: the box for the Xbox 360. This unfinished game was a wipe of my asshole with spikes. Your <laughs> turn. Uh, actually, you got three. No. No. Okay. Well, yeah, I just my, remembered. My brain is working, so it's suppressed. Okay, all I'm back now. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, I suppressed a lot of the bad stuff. I just try to avoid it entirely, so it doesn't affect me so much. But I gotta say. Twilight New Moon, that was pretty goddamn bad. Uh, the fact that V was uh, uh, is now off the air until March, what the hell is that? It's like, oh, here's a little teaser. Oh, it's not coming back for a long time. What? The, what? What is that? That was pretty bad. And uh, the uh, third thing I'd have to say would be uh, Todd Bristow's a big fat liar. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he lies to me all the time, and he's a dick. No, uh, I'd say the worst thing uh, would be uh, the uh, general state of the economy for geekdom because it's preventing uh, it's preventing some good stuff from being made. It's preventing a lot of good stuff from being made. I, I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Down to a nice, serious, in-depth 
moments there. Deep yeah, thoughts good. by there, Barry Rollins. There's no yeah. investing. There's no investing in geeks. Yeah. Or anything, anywhere. Really. Yeah. It pisses me <laughs> off. But that was the worst thing. But it's getting better. Hey, it's all going to be all right. And so are my lies. So until next year, <laughs> folks. Know, your lies are terrible and all. The year we make contact? <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, 2010. Oh, by the way, are we calling it 2010 or 2010? I think it's really your option. Yes. It's a personal flavor. <laughs> Whatever's <laughs> less syllables. I'm calling it the year of cherry ice cream. There you go. <laughs> so until next week in Geek, folks, I hope your year is a great one. I'm Master Torgo. Dr. Mark. 80s Jeff. Oh, and uh, Professor Stephen Biggs. And Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek, folks. Have a good year. Thank you.